Today's sponsor is Loot Crate. For less than $20 a month, Loot Crate gives the geek in you a special treat every single month. Loot Crate is a subscription box service with $40 plus worth of geek, gamer, and pop culture gear, collectibles, apparel, comics, etc. And it's delivered to your mailbox every month. This month, we're cowering in fear at the return of the villains. Thanks for joining us as we celebrate our darker side with epic items from Marvel, an exclusive DC figure, a unique wearable we've never put in a crate before. It's a huge crate, by the way. And lots more stuff goes in there as well. It's so good to be bad. You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate. And when the cutoff happens, that's it. It's over. It's done. So go to lootcrate.com slash nerdmachine and enter code nerdmachine to save $3 on your new subscription today. Ten seconds to fire it. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. To another edition of Picking Favorites. I'm here today with uh, my good buddy Razzle. What's up, Razzle? Hey, Dave. How you doing today, man? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? Are you uh, are you uh, are you still mad at me from last weekend? Oh, from last no, week. No, I'm never mad at you, Dave. Because I love you. You know I do. I love you too, Dave. Seems patronizing and I'm, not true at all. Well, frankly. if people could see the. Motions you're see, giving me I, right now. What motion? I'm giving you no motion. He's deflecting, ladies and gentlemen. I actually really love Razzle. I don't know why he's being so obtuse. You should see. I don't the, even know you should right see the sardonic that. face he's making. I'm he's, not making. He's it. looking over to the side of his shoulder, like, and he's like, he's like bouncing his head bobbly and like rolling his eyes. He's saying that. You're right, guys. I'll, you know all that is true. I am the evil overlord of the Picking Favorites podcast. Uh... So you got me, Dave Coleman, uh, America, Kentucky, all that stuff today with Razzle. We have a great guest in studio. Uh, known this guy for a while. Excited to do some future projects with him. The one and only Jensen Carp, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Who has a show on our uh, on the same network? That's right. Yes. Uh, welcome to the show, man. Uh, thank you for having me. You're very welcome. I want people who don't. So people from the Picking Favorites audience. Yes, your who, universe. Who may not be familiar with your story. I think sure. you have a really interesting backstory. <laughs> it's very weird. Which most people don't have any con- – like, uh, again, like, you know, you're in, you are a part of the nerd world, such a great part of it. Um, tell, tell us, everybody, about your, uh, about your background and what you're doing now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there are, there are definitely – there are two or three uh, hallways we can go down. Is it important go down you- the Go down the, the weirdest one first. Okay. Well, the weirdest one is that uh, I've been I, – I look like an accountant – uh, but I've been uh, yeah they got, they, they'll see a picture when they yeah go on the episode they'll see yeah I look like are. the Verizon guy uh, but I have been uh, a, a rapper my entire life so since third grade it's been what's my biggest passion and I just coincidentally rhyme words very well so most of my life from like eleven to 
23 was a very strange uh, hip-hop circus where I was managed by Ice-T in the Rhyme Syndicate when I was 12, and then I signed an Interscope million-dollar record deal at 20 uh, years old, and I have an album that came out with Kanye West and the Black Eyed Peas and Fabulous and Maya and Redman, and all these weird, weird, weird things happened to me, uh, and then I left rap forever at the end of that, in a very strange, almost... Uh, uh, Sopranos ending <laughs> for my hip hop career. Really? Yeah. Like how, is this like when it was just over, or like how? Uh, yeah, sort of. I, I I had been very secretive about the story for a long time. I wanted to get back into comedy, which is what I went to college for, and this this sort of rap thing was a detour. And uh, so I was secretive for a long time. And now I, I just wrote a book about this whole experience uh, for Random House, and I, I just turned in like the second draft, and it's the first time I've ever faced these things head on ever. That's awesome. Ever. <laughs> like I've never That's even wild. talked to my parents about it. Wow. And I think that I left because I just knew it wasn't for me. I, it was it was uh, it was a hobby that I loved and am so passionate about, but I don't think that I ever saw myself actually doing it professionally. Was it the world that you didn't think? Was it because you didn't think you fit into that world in a way? C- correct. I think yeah. I love the art form so much that I could never actually co-opt it, and I could never be I, like what I loved about the art form. I I couldn't be. And I couldn't be genuine and real. And now fast forward to 2015 and most hip hop is not in that world anyway. Right. But in 2001, I had, I was like, I want to, I want to respect this art form so much. And I don't think I am. But now when you hear Macklemore talking about thrift shops and Iggy yeah. Azalea doing right. a voice, it's sort of like, well, you know, what was I, you know, I, I was treasuring this thing that later people would shit on. Or the, uh, well, they just, my new favorite hip hop rapper, uh, Lil Dicky. I like Dicky. Dicky's a good guy. We, we had him on our show right in this room. Uh, and I, and I do like Dicky and, and he, uh, you know, he's doing what's real to him. Yeah. Uh, and we've had many discussions about it. And, and there's a weird thing about Dickie's record, which is that it opens with a phone conversation with his mother. Yeah. And, then, and then he has a conversation with Snoop Dogg about his place in hip hop. My record starts with a conversation with my mother and uh, has a, a conversation with me and MC Search about my place in hip hop. He's never heard my music, so I yeah. don't think he's stolen it. But it is a weird place where we came from the same spot. But the climate in 2001 and 2015 is so different for right. hip hop yeah. that I just wasn't ready to sort of come out in that climate. Wow. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> but now, I've only faced these things lately, so. And that's one of the hallways, and you said there's two other hallways you can go down. Uh, well, I, I opened an art gallery yes. with the publishing money that I made from rapping. I, okay. I signed this publishing deal and took that money and opened an art gallery here in L.A. called Gallery 1988. Awesome. Which uh, I knew nothing about art when I opened it at all. Knew nothing. Never had been to an art gallery at all. And so I just knew that there was a weird place where people needed 300 to $400 pieces of art, uh, and that didn't exist. That, that was right. – you either had to get this expensive, you know – splatter on a canvas for $15,000 or a baby in a peacock. Then no one can yeah. explain why it's good. Yeah, and so we wanted, to, to, yeah. we wanted to find the middle ground, and we, so we opened a pop culture art gallery, and now it's been 12 years, and it's a gallery that focuses on pieces that are based on uh, movies and TV shows and video games. Yeah, I was looking at your uh, site. You got some really cool uh, stuff there right now in both yeah. uh, both sides of the uh, the gallery, yeah? Yeah, it's been incredible, and we've been able to work hand-in-hand hand with a lot of com- uh, companies and TV shows like Breaking Bad and Lost and the Oscars and the Avengers and these people that we've honored for years now hire us to do it for them, and it's pretty amazing. No, it's awesome. I'm I'm, I'm stoked. We have some stuff. Uh, Jensen and I have some stuff in the development world yeah. that we're working on to try to bring you guys a really cool show. It would be fun. Uh, which we're I'm hoping is uh, it's getting closer and closer every day. That would be great. Uh, but uh, well, we're super stoked to have you on the show, dude. Me too. It's uh, we should be doing more of that stuff. We're having guys from other shows. Yes, uh, working with us on this show. Yeah. But uh, welcome to the show. Welcome. Yes, uh, thank you. We're excited. Welcome yeah. uh, to the show. I'm pouring water for everybody right now. I like now. those jeans. Yeah, right. Oh, and thanks. Your, and 
What, what's the thing that's been floating around the internet these days? Mm. Um, I, I don't know. What are those? Oh, what is are those? What are those is a meme. Yep. Uh, I just found out about it today. That's how old I am. Someone did it to Michael Jordan today. Yes, that's why that's I know about deal. it. Yeah, that's, that's why I know deal. about it. Uh, yeah, if something's happening in black culture meme world, I am on it. If, <laughs> if, it's on, if it is in Wait, that, this is only black culture meme? Well, it's on Worldstar. It's Worldstar. It's a Worldstar thing. And, and it is mostly, it, okay. quintally, mostly black people it's doing predominantly because it, it tends to come with shoes sneaker world. sneaker world. So basically what it is, is you're watching a vine and you think it's about something. Well, and it's all vines. I mean, yeah, a lot of it's, it's, it's Someone falls in the vine. There's a backlash going there. You think it's almost like a, you think it's just like an injury yeah. like something is a normal vine in that world yeah. but then the person's not injured at all and they point out someone's terrible shoes yeah. if someone's wearing bad shoes and they go what are those yeah. that's the entire and name. It, it drives from like what kind of cheat? Like those aren't name brand shoes, yeah. or what? Like what kind of sneakers? So are we're those? shoe like, shaming. Now. Yeah, yeah, it's shoe shaming. Shoe shaming yeah. And it's 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 a lot of it's one of those memes that it's been around according to Urban Dictionary since mm-hmm. like 2011 or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's not new. But it's not new. But because vines, vine stars make tons of money, and and I'm not look, I'm not a vine star. Make the money while you can do it. But I've been reading a lot of articles where vine stars are complaining that they can't get other work or whatever right. because there's nobody likes vine stars. Yeah. The fact of the matter is, is it's because all they do they're almost vine stars tend to do what like fat jerry and what fat jewish do on yeah. instagram is they just reuse the same jokes and and yeah. memes and so it's this all is, this is coming up all the time yes. with me and lately it, with comedy because i, I do comedy last, and i write comedy yeah. also so I, 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 I could show you right here i i on my way here i'm texting yeah. about it uh <laughs> i swear to god so yeah so with fat jew i've known uh him okay for uh 15 years uh so see look uh you know, this is all oh, just yeah. about, By the way, if you don't know who this him. is, we're talking about the fat, there's the fat an Jewish There's an Instagram yeah. account called the Fat Jewish. Yes. And he does a lot. He puts up a lot of memes. Yeah. yeah. There's also very, one known as Fuck Jerry, which yeah. is, it's all the, who I they're don't all know, very right. funny. I mean, they're, most of them are very funny, but yeah. a lot of them are just taken like from Reddit or Twitter else, or whatever. And then yeah. just added a so, different yeah, caption so, or whatever. So Fat Jew and I have a very similar history. He was yeah. in a rap group called Team Facelift and they were out of New York. They were signed to Duck Down and I've known him for a very long time and he's very funny. Yeah. And I just don't understand. And I told him this to his face and he and I have had heart I think I'm the only person who's had a heart to heart with him about yeah. this is just like I don't understand why he has to do that part because he's very funny and uh, people I know that's like a cardinal sin to say right now in the, in this no kind of I mean I'm world. sure he is but he 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 tells a great he's been on our podcast twice yeah. he, he if you listen to it it's tremendous. There's yeah. no one who's listened to it and not thought it's funny. Yeah. Uh, he has great stories. He's a, a great writer. His book's coming out soon, and that's yeah. not stolen from anyone. And so it just bothers me that he, you know, but that's, he'll argue back that that's the world we live in and that he's not trying to be a comedy nerd yeah. and that he, every time he can give credit, he does. And I don't, I don't agree with that, but it is, a, it's, it's hard because he's so funny and I can't, it's, there's no way I can convince some of my friends that, and, and probably for good reason. It's, it's a very interesting paradigm because it's exactly that is, a, it is the world we live in, unfortunately. You know, you watch Exit Through the Gift Shop, right. and it's like even yeah. these awesome artists or whatever are, in theory, subcontracting out their ideas yeah. for, you know, work for hires or whatever. And to the extent is it's kind of like it is the world. I mean, in the end, you look at like HuffPost and all that, and it's all clickbait anyways. Sure. So what's in the end, what's the difference between giving the credit to a Reddit poster well, when I, you're – I mean – Yeah, and I, I would guess, argue I, I guess, you and I have a unsaid uh, trust yeah. amongst jokes. We yes. have we have a, a brotherhood of people who write jokes and comedians and et cetera that we wouldn't do that. Correct. Josh doesn't have it. I yeah. mean, and, 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 that, and that doesn't make him, I mean, it just doesn't make him one of us. Yeah. And so, and so Josh will, will say, that's not me. 
and that's just not the world he lives in. And yeah. and I think that I would I wish I could I'm not speaking for him. I'm I'm yeah. saying from what my conversations are with him. Yeah. And uh and he's he's a good dude and and uh I I don't fully understand that world. I, yeah. I think he'd be much uh better off just this book's gonna be great, I'm sure, all that yeah. stuff. And I just don't understand why he has to sort of congregate other people's material and I've told him that. So yeah. Uh, but so I'm a huge, I'm I'm a fan of his as a, outside of that. Yes, and, and I, uh, he told a great story about uh, walking in on Puff Daddy and what he thinks was a gay orgy, uh, which is a true story. Uh, he's told great things on our podcast. Check and, it out. Yeah, and, and I, I think that's what everyone should focus on with him because the other stuff uh, I don't yeah. understand. Wow, a yeah. little down low. Uh, I mean, it'll be changing. It'll behind it'll the scenes. I, yeah. I I I wouldn't. I would foresee those waters like changing, especially if he does have a book out. And I'm sure he's very very funny. Yeah, he's good. Um, you know, it's. There's going to be a a, a a change of things because like even Twitter I guess was has been changing things yeah, around and where they should you can't repost or whatever or yeah. you know and Instagram will eventually Instagram is going to do that just for artists like actual photograph rights yeah like I mean yeah it's gonna there's well, gonna be some Jerry, form of fuck Jerry was like a club promoter or something yeah you hear that just, and you're like oh fuck you like, yeah, that's yeah just, exactly <laughs> like you're not even a comedian with Josh at least he's funny <laughs> at mean, least it's like and I'm like do your yeah. shit because you're good and you're funny and don't like but I, he you know he's got a plan too hey I, I mean don't know. it's working in the end he's making more money than I am so who's yeah. wrong yeah well but a lot of guys are doing that and a lot of guys are you know yeah who's wrong screwing well I mean <laughs> look you want to make money, but you also want to do it the right way without yeah. it, without taking other people's intellectual property. I agree, and making it seem like it's yours. Like yeah. I, it is a weird, larger issue about the internet, and I think that's what Josh's focus would be: is that it's not about us and our trust and stuff. He's like, you know, it's it's a wild west on the yeah. computer. I don't I don't pretend to know. If you put it, it out there, I don't pretend to know it. So if you put it out there, expect it to get you know used I, or you whatever. Because I, I took know. a picture of a kid on the news. Like two years ago, there was just like they were interviewing a kid, and it said his name was like uh, Fred. Yeah. And underneath Fred, for his title, it just said "cool kid." That's awesome. And so I just took a picture of it and put yeah. it on Instagram. I'm like, what a dumb job, just messing around. And that's made the rounds. And you see, like my TV in it. I've made, <laughs> I've made like four years ago when Superman came out, and yeah. he, he and at the end of the movie, he destroyed the city in Man of Steel. I made like a um, a meme of sorts where it was him talking to someone, and then it was like Iron Man or Batman. I can't exactly remember who it was. Uh, what what the thing I made, um, but it was in the font. It was very distinctive. I made it, and then like two and a half years later, when an, another comic book movie came out, it started floating around yeah. all over the yeah. place. And it's like that's my. I know exactly that's mine just because of everything about it was. Yeah. And then I scrolled back through my on my phone and my in, my photos, and I found it yeah, way. It's very back weird. It's weird how that. I mean, it's it, it, you know, you put it out there, it's going to get found eventually. Yeah, part of the world, I guess. Yeah, part of the world, I guess. Yeah. Whether or not you get credit for it, and then again, is this like it's? I don't know. I mean, then again, he's the one getting those. I guess all all that really like the credit. So you give credit, and I guess if you get a couple followers, or they buy something, or they go to your gallery, I guess yeah, that's the benefit. But then again, it's also in theory in his debate is you don't have five million people looking at your stuff. Do you want five million people to look at? You know, and it'll also just be like it's the it's, you know. It's fucking Instagram. Man. It is. You know? Right. But I don't feel that way. But it's, but but that is a mentality that is there. I mean, that yeah. is something a lot of people think. And I don't with this the, the one that's come up this week is the guy who posted a picture of himself in a lion suit. Yes. Yeah. So that's yeah. a comedian who posted himself a picture in a lion suit and said, uh, I get better treatment. He's a black guy and yeah. I get better treatment if I was dressed as a lion. So that's ended up everywhere and that comedian's not happy about it because that's part of his job and that yeah. makes sense. Um but yeah, it's it's a it's an un sort of an uncharted territory. Yeah, it's it's definitely a wild west with yeah. com- comedy and writing and everybody putting your jokes and your content out there. Yeah, well, someone's suing uh, Conan, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. Twitter accounts yeah. suing Conan for four jokes. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, man. I don't know what this world's about. <laughs> that's so interesting because then again, as what there's – He told him on his show or he told yeah. him on – and there's like some that sound very similar. There's also the debate yeah, but of – how do you – I mean, it's, I like, it's like the music thing. It's like well, I have a buddy, Parallel thinking and all that. We had a buddy who's yeah. a musician and songwriter and won Grammys and the whole thing. He's like, dude, some stuff just sounds alike. You don't ever yeah. have to have heard it. It doesn't really matter. Like there's some and stuff – subconscious. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah. even – like it, you may have yeah. heard a song three years ago yeah. and then you play something that's a little bit different. But they're like how many – how many different ways? You know, yeah. I mean, there's only so many ways yeah. and so many beats to play yeah. and melodies that you can make an actual song that people would listen to. Totally. And Little Dicky's kind of a good uh, uh, example for me, yeah. which is like, oh, I could say like, oh, that's a lot like my thing. No, it's because we had similar it's, backgrounds and we well, like the same thing. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. It's gonna, it's just gonna come out that way. And it's, it's there's the 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 thing too in comedy writing, whereas it's like, right, more funny stuff. Yeah, that's like, I mean, that's what you if, do, if you're complaining about one yeah. tweet. Yeah, yeah. Write no, more funny stuff. Right, right. Yeah, be funnier. Be funnier and get your own deal. It's true, know. right? I know. Um, I know. It's we'll right. get into uh, speaking of writing. I guess let's get into our first topic. Well, actually, what or, we're going to do is we're going to actually do a little making sure we're all on the same page. Sure. We're gonna take a break. Got I'll it. be right back and uh, start talking about uh, our favorite Scorsese movie. I like cool. it. I like it. All right, nerds. This is the time that I would ask you if you classified yourself as a geek, a gamer, pop culture nerd, etc. But I already know you do. That's why you're listening to Picking Favorites. That's why Loot Crate is perfect for you. Loot Crate is a subscription box service with 40 plus dollars worth of geek, gamer, and pop culture gear, collectibles, apparel, comics, etc. delivered to your mailbox every month. Make sure to head to LootCrate.com slash NerdMachine and enter code NERDMACHINE to save $3 on any new subscription. Every month there's a different theme, and they're all inspired by classic movie and video game releases, as well as pulling from pop culture franchises. Previous crates have included items from Star Wars, Marvel, The Walking Dead, The Legend of Zelda, and too many more to talk about. This month, we're cowering in fear at the return of villains. Whether they're terrifying or tragic, Something about bad guys and gals is just plain fun. Possibly the snazzy outfits, army of henchmen, and totally relatable treat yourself to some sweet loot attitude. Thanks for joining us as we celebrate our darker side with epic items from Marvel, an exclusive DC figure, a unique wearable we've never put in a crate before. It's a huge crate, and there's lots more inside, guys. It's so good to be bad. Basically, loot crate is like a friend who knows what you love and surprises you with an awesome present every month. Did we mention they shipped over 13 different countries? You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate. But when that cutoff happens, it's over. That's it. No more. So go to LootCrate.com slash NerdMachine and enter code NerdMachine to save $3 on your new subscription today. And we are back. Razzle has a great shirt on today, by the way, guys. He has a shirt that says Winger. I don't know if you know who oh, Winger please. is. Please. Winger. Kip Winger, one of the greatest, probably one of the best. He was born in the wrong generation. Kip Winger would have been a very famous singer-songwriter if he wasn't in the era of metal. And everyone was like band. Winger. Yeah. There were a thousand Wingers. Yeah, yeah I mean, well, yeah, yeah, I think Winger, had the only, I think, you know, obviously Crew and all those guys yeah. were out. But then they were like, he just like, I got to make music. Yeah. I want to be a singer. I'm going to have yeah. to do this very similar thing. And everybody's like, yeah, he, if he was just born either 
10 years later or 10 years before, he would have been a completely different Yeah, I was a uh, fan. Musician. Yeah. Winger wasn't bad. And no. I mean, even like, even his songwriting wise, like their harmonies and their like, like hooks or whatever were just the, they were produced so much better than some of the, you know, the other Yeah, more you know, at the time though, it, it's, all so it was was yeah. chicks and music. That's all it was. He went on a song, right? Right. What's that? Didn't he go on a song? Didn't I think so, on? but I think he would just been, he, his his legacy would be much different yeah. if it wasn't that time period. But yeah. speaking of legacies, yeah. see how I segued that in there? Nice. I like it. To uh, one of the most famous and prolific directors of our time, we're going to do our favorite Martin Scorsese movies. Jensen, since yes. you are the guest, you always get to go first. Uh, and then okay. We, and then we just tell you why you're wrong. All right. I don't think that mine is uh, going to necessarily be uh, unanimous. Uh, good. That's good. Okay. I My favorite Martin Scorsese movie is Casino. Okay. Okay. And Okay. And I understand that it's kind of Goodfellas Light, and I understand that it was just like a retread for him a bit. But it was the first movie I saw as a – it was the movie that made me want to go to film school. It was uh, – when I, when I went to see it, I saw it in the theater. It was my friend BJ and I who now – is a, a projectionist. He's the head projectionist at the Directors Guild down the street. Oh, wow. So he stayed in film. I went to USC to go to film uh, and then did the rap thing, so that kind of <laughs> derailed me for a while. But uh, but Casino was the movie that I watched and immediately was like, I want to do that. I want to write and I want or I want to direct. And I, 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 It was the first time storytelling... Uh, it was the first time I really got to sit in a movie with a friend that was kind of dirty and like just be in it like with him. like Just experience it okay. as uh, like two friends seeing sort of an R, horror yeah, uh, hard R, and uh, it was incredible, and it was so cinematic. And I mean, I know all his movies are, but this one, for some reason, also because I'd been to Vegas, uh, even at that age, it just I connected with it, and I probably the same way my dad connected with Goodfellas and Mean Streets because he was from Brooklyn. So, right, uh, I just sort of live. I, I loved it. No, Casino's a great film. I mean, it's always. I mean, you can't turn it off whenever you see it on television. Yeah, you like it's like oh, you're watching like the cable. Ver- I mean, like you know the. Basic cable version versus like the premium cable version. You're like, okay, it's a little, you know. Yeah, where they say like FUD Ruckers. Yeah, they yeah. just take so it out. You're like, you can, it's like you can't even watch good, like, don't watch Goodfellas if you can't watch it either on the DVD or like on Showtime or HBO. Yeah, the like, Shine Box scene I've seen clean. Yeah, don't. It's like, like so you, crazy. What are you doing? Like, this, you shouldn't even be showing the movie. Just cut the scene out. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Just cut it out. <laughs> um, no, but uh, Casino, good film. Sharon Stone. De Niro, uh, Pesci. Yeah, Pesci. I mean, it's, you know, there's yeah. some very, I mean, amazingly brutal. Don Rickles. Don Rickles. <sighs> yeah. So He's good. awesome in, in everything, yeah. by the way. I love that guy. Yeah, I just went and saw him live. Really? How was it? I did. Um... Does not, it is he old? It's, it's, hard, like, it's hard, yeah, it's hard. It's difficult to watch. But because he's old, or is it? Yeah, because he's old. And yeah. his comedy is pretty dated. No, it, it really? still it feels more, okay. It's okay. just like he's repeating the jokes. Yeah. Mm. And so there were some problems. But oh, it's, it's still nice. great, and he doesn't stand. Right. Oh. So they're you know like he's just on stage in a chair and it well, just sort sense. of it's a little hard. I would have loved to see him when he could walk the room. Oh my god! I mean, we missed it. I missed it by like we a year, it. not even by yeah. that much. So I'm just bummed because I I had I had put this off and put it off, yeah. and then I went and was just like I was happy to have been in the room and and he did a lot of the he does a lot of his bits like yeah. that you know, um, but yeah it was I mean he's gonna work until the day he dies. Oh absolutely. Yeah. So uh, it was a uh, it was a little hard to see, yeah. but I was happy I did it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Razzle, what about you? What's your favorite Scorsese film? Uh, I'm going to say Michael Jackson's Bad. No. <laughs> Which is, by the way, a great That's video. It's a great video. Yeah. Great music video. Um, this is tough because Scorsese's got such a, uh, you know, I'm going to go with uh, The Aviator. Um, okay. I'm going to go with that. I mean, it's there's he's got so many good movies. Um, I like that. I mean, I'm a huge fan of DiCaprio, and I'm really excited about his new The Revenant or whatever. Um, you know, Dude on a Horse. 
fighting in the in the snow. It's a very weird looking I movie. No, I don't know what's what, the, the the new the new one. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, know yeah. what it is about, and I don't care. It looks it cool feels as like shit. to me. If I, uh, this is gonna sound terrible, it feels like Gangs of New York on horseback. But isn't that where we've sort of gone with Scorsese now? Aren't we in a world where he's and it's just not Scorsese of, though? It's the dude right. from um uh, the Birdman. Bird, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nerd or something. Yeah. But isn't that <laughs> sort of? Is it, aren't we in that world with Scorsese where everything is sort of a retread? Of an older thing like biopic or yeah. or get you know like or or even even Departed feels kind of like well it's a, it's a remake it, of another movie yeah, yeah but it's still his it's kind of good fella like it's, it, he yeah, doesn't I mean like when you look at other I mean I guess Wes Anderson's a terrible example because he's remaking the same thing over and over he's but becoming a cliche right but, but like there are people doing like Birdman for example yeah. like there are people doing really ridiculous shit and new things uh, and I love Scorsese I, he was, I was gonna say that I, I my senior paper in high school is about the interpretations of Martin Scorsese films I am a humongous fan but at the same time I'm not I don't feel the same way I did when I was a kid and rented Taxi Driver for yeah, the first time no, yeah. there, it's, it's, you're, it's almost like and it is that even even non Scorsese films, like even like Birdman or whatever, or a lot of these, like it could even not be a biopic. Yeah, but it's almost seems like it's a biopic. Yeah, yeah some yeah, of yeah. these movies, it's sort of retro. But then you see Mad Max, and that man's like seventy. And That's based so, on a true story. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> uh, it's so smart and new and and electric. And I just sort of wish. I mean, I know not everyone can do that, but yeah, I just wish it felt new all the time. And it's like he's the dude, the dude who did Mad Max Fury Road. He's done yeah. them all. Yeah, and he also did like Babe. Happy Feet and Babe and Babe. Yeah. So it's like. That's a huge. That's, I love that's those jumps. Of, yeah, I miss those jumps. Huge jump. I think Scorsese was the a king of those jumps. He was great at it, and, and then he's and kind of it sort of went away. That's yeah, all. It's yeah, kind of a bummer yeah. for me. It's so funny you can barely find a Scorsese movie in the last fifteen years that doesn't have Liam DiCaprio in it. Right, and that's like, not what I'm it's, saying. It's, it's like, like kind of strange. It's like, jo- it's like uh, Johnny Depp and Tim Burton. Yeah. yeah, like they only make movies together. Seven together. Seven. I don't. know I how played many... a game yesterday on our podcast. Okay, where we did over under. And okay. so I had I like things it. that have happened a lot in pop culture, and you had to guess if the next one's over or under that number. Okay. So I knew that one because I just did that one. Okay, what other one? Let's play one. I'll bring it out. Hold yeah, on, yeah. keep talking. I'll bring it out. Uh, you want to do how many DiCaprios? Yeah. All right. Are in. Uh, okay. Well, I don't have that one. We don't have that one. No, he's, he's got, got one to pull up. up. You could actually so, probably just uh, Google how many. Let's see. All right. All right, cool. So uh, so I guess it's up to me, yeah? Yes. Go for it. Go. Yeah, go uh, yours. Yeah. Yeah, say yours, then we'll play a quick game. We'll, we'll play, play a quick game. game of this. I'm very proud of the pop culture over under. I love it. Oh, I do like it. That's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say, um, yeah, I'm gonna say. I guess I'm gonna say it. It's it's Goodfellas. It's my yeah, favorite. It's great. I mean, it's, it's just because it's great. Yeah. Uh, based on a true story, which makes it a little bit, which makes you go, oh, okay. Then I get this whole kind of the way it's. Based on out. true story, yeah. it's based on the same story that My Blue Heaven is based on. Pretty much, I mean, any it's the well, Sammy yeah, the Bull or whatever. Yeah, but that's an actual guy. It's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, same with Casino, though. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, but I just, I, you know, it's got so many memorable moments and yeah. great characters, and it also uh, spawned other movies like Donnie Brasco. It made and, it, yes. it, it yeah. almost spawned in every other yeah. like modern mobster movie, and like it was like the genesis of. I yeah. mean, that's it, spawned, honestly, it's upon The Sopranos. Yeah, yeah. that's why oh, The Sopranos are on TV. Yeah, so. Everything. Um, but you know, I saw that. I guess I saw. It, I saw it in the theater, and I was like, I was 19 when it came out. Yeah, and I was like, holy, this is like the most. Because again, I'm you know small town in Kentucky. All you'd seen is like you've seen some mobster movies, but nothing like Goodfellas. No. The um, best. And you were like, holy, holy shit. All right, you ready to like, play? Yes. Uh, yes. So you have to do it kind of quick. Can't okay. think of it too long. Sure. Okay. All right. So we start with 12 people have been to the moon. Okay. But you, I would say over under, you, and then I would say Johnny Depp, Tim Burton movies, seven, so it's under. Sure. All right, here we go. So we're at seven. Uh, how many iPhones have been publicly released? Over, over, under, I, over I mean, under seven. Different iPhones? Over seven. 
different iPhones. Over uh, over. Okay, over eight, but only by one. Is uh, over under eight California Little League World Series wins? Under. Under. Seven, right. So under. Is it over under Air Bud movies? Not movies in the franchise, Air Bud movies. Uh, under, over under seven? Yep. Uh, I'm going to say uh, under. Under. All right, you got it. Under five. Uh, over under five. Movies or TV shows where Tony Danza plays a character named Tony, which includes playing himself in a fictitious manner. Five. Over. I'm going to say under just to he be He was different. Tony and Taxi Ann and... It's over eight. Eight. It's a lot, and, by the way. And he was in Who's the Boss, yeah. Yeah. Over under eight. Rap album Shaquille O'Neal has released, including greatest hits. Over under eight. Under. That's such a weird... Like, to make that category, like, it's such a weird... <laughs> I'm going to say over just because it's crazy. It's six. Okay. But by the way, closer six. to eight than you want it to six be. Six is yeah. crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, over under six. Seasons of One Tree Hill. Oof. I think there's seven. I'm gonna say over. Uh, I'm gonna say under just to be different. It's over. It's nine. Nine, which what? is crazy, okay. right? Uh, episodes of Robot Chicken that is inspired by Star Wars. Over under nine. Oh, over. Over. No, it's only four. See, I thought it was over two. I thought wow. it was. That's mine because I was like, oh, yeah. they, but they've only done four. Hmm. Right, anyway. I figured they would have done one for every no four season of like, four you know, every episode. Uh, over under four movies that Coen Brothers have made with John Goodman in them. Under. What's it, four? Over under four. Wait. Yeah, I mean, I say it under already. Coen Brothers with John Goodman in them. I'm, I'm counting. Oh, I can't. You don't mean to count. You can't count. Yeah. Uh, over. It's six. It's over. Holy shit. Over under. I'm almost done. Over yeah. under six. Foreigners drafted the NBA this year from outside the U.S. within the top 30. Over or under six? <laughs> over. Uh, no, it was under. It's under. It's four. Yeah. Original members of Drew Hill, over under four? <laughs> over, I don't it's know. Five. Under. And then last, <laughs> last one, uh, over under five. Companies that have paid Dr. Dre for an endorsement. Over. Yeah, over. It, it's it's under by one. Oh, okay. St. Ides, Coors Light, Dr. Pepper, Chrysler, don't count Beats by Dre because it's not endorsement. Oh, wow. He's an owner. owner. Yep. Right. That's fun. That's a good game. Game. He right. was. That's he a was an game. owner. Yeah. Do you play <laughs> that every episode? No, we just started it. Oh, that's, a, good, that's yeah, a very a good difficult. idea. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah, that's a good game. I like the over-under. Yeah, you got to yeah. watch. The, it's got to be It's based on Card Sharks, this terrible okay, game. Okay, I remember that game. No, it's funny. They do it on my on one of the radio the sports stations I was into, 710 ESPN, Max and Marcellus. There you go. They do it all the time. Like They do it with age. So they're like, hey, this guy turned this eight. This guy, it's his birthday, over-under the age. Yeah, I get that. And they go, it's super simple. I could do that. I could do a couple of those too. Yeah, yeah super simple. Yep. Super it's simple. Uh, Car charts. So um, um, that's our Scorsese films. We're going to take another break right now, and then we're going to come back and do the next two. And uh, we'll see you in a sec. Got it. Hey, we're back, everybody, with uh, our good friend Jensen Carp. Hello. Who's here. Uh, and uh, make sure you listen to his podcast on the network. Get up on this. Yes, thank you. Um, and uh, hopefully one of us will come on your show. I would love that. That'd yeah. be fun. Uh, next category is our favorite screenwriter. Which is a hard category. This you don't really tough. think about the writer a lot. In uh, But I think it's kind of maybe a little <sighs> bit of inside baseball for all this those guys tough. who work in the movie business. And, it would have been weak. But in hindsight... We could have split it up. We could have made it a little easy, done by like like genre or whatever. Yeah, but, but I think it's I, I, so. I get. I'd be honest, but I think most people, you know, are like, oh, I only know like maybe three people who write movies. Well, mine, yeah, I'm sure of. I think, yeah, because there's so many. Because even like, like you even got to throw in like, you know, everyone's written a movie. Everybody. <laughs> so all right, how about this? Well, no, about, I, I know mine. 
Okay. I know mine too, but I mean, we could, you know, we can always. Charlie Kaufman is my favorite. Okay. Okay. He's so good. Uh, he's, good. he's so good. And also, he's an auteur, so you know it's his film. He, he turned the, the Orchid movie, the book, into a movie. Right. He did amazing things, and uh, he picks and chooses his stuff. He doesn't just do something. And, and uh, he he's kind of an very, inspiration. Yeah, he's very clever about what he decides he's going to write. Yeah. I even like his shitty stuff. I like human nature. I like, there, there's things that, you know. Adaptation was really good, though. Oh, my God. And it's Malkovich weird, and, yeah. and Synecdoche. And, and Nick Cage is great at Tremendous. He's tremendous in that movie. Yeah, and he's just a great writer. And uh, I know he's been toying with TV shows for a long time now, and nothing's really come together, but hopefully something comes together soon. Big fan. I mean, he wrote for the Dana Carvey show back in the day. He did, with, with Louis C.K., with a bunch yeah, of people, yeah. Yeah, yeah a lot of, there were a lot of writers on that show that you go, yeah. what? Holy crap. How yeah, did that, Stephen you, Colbert. And you go, how did that show not be successful? Yeah, yeah. it's very Because every one of the guys, like, you know, tw- um, wow. Yeah. Yeah, like almost 20 years later yeah. are – some of the biggest names in comedy. Yeah. Huge. It's such a weird thing. Yeah. He's done, I mean, he's been incredible. So, uh, Razzle, what uh, about you? This is a tough one. I'm going to go with, um, uh, I'm going to go with, I will, if, if we're going favorite screenwriter, I'm going to go, let's go with, uh, Harold Ramis. Incredible. Yeah. How that's, I'm going to go with Harold Ramis. That's not bad at all. Ghostbusters is one of my favorite movies, and if we're going favorite screenwriters, I got to go with. Uh, I got to add that in there because I'm. Uh, he he co-wrote that with Danny Aykroyd, right? Yeah, yeah. And Animal House, Animal House, and Stripes, Stripes, and Groundhog yeah. Day, and, Groundhog Day, yeah. Um, some of the movies I quote. If we're going that route, I mean, no, it's a great I mean, dude, he's you, you got it's like like everybody's written a movie. Then you, I mean, you just type in you know popular screenwriters, and you got even non-directors. Well, yeah, I mean, like, guys yeah. like you know. Spielberg and Spielberg. Yeah. I'll show yeah. up and everybody. Go, oh, how do and I? Nolan and yeah, Nora Ephron and every you know. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I those. I mean, I don't. I, I would even say like I, I just like there's like a group of people coming up. I like I even like Ryan Johnson so much. Who I know he's is doing good. A Star Wars now. He's but great. Between Brothers Bloom and Looper and uh, Looper was so good. Yeah, he's incredible. Looper's a great movie. Yeah. Looper's great. And then you got even uh you know uh, Rhett Reese is is he he did the new yeah. Deadpool which is yeah. gonna be good. Yeah, it's all good um, people. A lot of good so people. A lot of, good a lot people. of great people coming up, you know. Yeah. Um, what is it? Gary Whitta? Who's that? Wait, is that uh, who that is? Unless he, he – I could be wrong. Maybe no, I think I'm, you're maybe, right. Maybe, I don't know that one. I feel like he did – unless he's – he could be straight comic book though. But uh, Gary – no, yeah, Gary Whitta. Um, he's, he did uh, The Book of Eli, Walking Dead. He's doing uh, Rogue One for oh, Star sure. Wars. Yep. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, now I know it. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot. A lot of uh, a lot of newer, you know, the new guard. I should yes, say. Yes, that was. I guess maybe I focused on newer people. <laughs> but yeah. if you go back, there's obviously clearly no. insane writers over the years. Yeah. Of course, no, of course. Yeah. Aaron yeah. Sorkin, you're like Orson Welles. Stone. I mean, yeah. Orson Welles, yeah. like you know, Woody Allen, yeah. Tarantino. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. Oh, show. oh, yeah, like Tarantino, who was my favorite screenwriter. <laughs> okay. Oh, there you go. All right, there you go. Ruin the day. That's uh, okay. Step on the joke. It's, yeah. Step on the punchline. Uh, does it bother you that he writes the N word? Does it bother me? Yeah, I. I um, I think it always it bums me out a little. I don't. I think what I would say is I think that if it doesn't bum the guys out who are in the movie, it doesn't clearly and they doesn't. do the movie. Yeah, and African American people do the movie. Yeah, who am I to say what you're I supposed agree. to write, what you're not supposed to write? Yeah, I think he uses it in the context, like the context of the Django Unchained is makes very, tons of sense. Very yeah. different than the context of Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Or true romance. Or true romance. Yeah. But if you look at the perspective of the person, yeah. even in the movie, like Jules isn't mad at him for talking about 
the dead guy. Right, right, right. He doesn't ever get upset. He's never no, like. It's in a universe. It's in a universe that he's created that that substantiates using it. Yeah. Uh, it's just always funny because it's like it's one of those moments where it's 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 obviously a discussion that's becoming more prevalent year I don't by think year. When, yeah, I don't think yeah, like true anthropopathy. No, came out it never got in, talked in 93, about. 93, 94. No one said no a one word. talked about. No, yeah. and then Django, it kind of came up, but because the movie was so contextual and made sense with it, it wasn't really talked about again. But I would it's say something this, he's going to have to face moving forward. Eventually, the the, the, the the environment around him is changing. Well, the context well, is definitely different. But I would also say I. I think that, you know, like when you look at things like 93, 94, you'll know this better than me. Yeah. I mean, that's when NWA, oh, yeah, every yeah, yeah. gangster, like the word was used universally. Oh, Howard Stern used it on air. Everywhere. It's, it's someone that, you, like, it wouldn't even be muttered in 2015 no. on his show. Not at all. So it's, no, yeah. it's like, it, it just, the world is changing. I mean, even even with with uh, gay slurs, it, yeah. the world is changing so much. I and, and I'm such a big Tarantino fan. I think about it every once in a while. Will it show up in the Hateful Eight? Eight? Will it show yeah. up in the one after that? I think we'll see if he adjusts, because the world has adjusted where it's not really... Hateful Eight's a Western, right? Yes. So I would almost... I'm trying to think of like West. If anything, I would think there'd be more. If I'm, I mean, my history could be wrong, but I feel like there were more Asian slurs in Wild West than. Yeah, I don't know what, you know what the mean? movie's about. I mean, either way, he right? could he could throw it in there, and yeah. and it would be contextually okay. It just yeah. he's one of those people where it's just like I wonder if he's going to. I do think it a lot. Will he continue to do yeah. it in 2015? Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, again, I don't know. I, I guess you could read the script for Hateful Eight. It was out. Yeah, it's out, right? I oh, know. it has you it? See it. Yeah, that's yeah, right. I got yeah. Lee, he, he's like, I'm not going to make the movie now. Yeah, and he did. Because people will yeah. still pay money to go yeah, see it. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to make it. Yeah, Reitman did the live read, right? Right, yeah. yeah so. so, and maybe, it, I don't know. I, I don't honestly. I don't think when I watched the movie in ninety because I saw it in the theater in ninety four. Didn't even. I, I didn't flinch. I didn't either. And because you just you're like, oh, I get the context, and yeah. because back there was context to people like who would. Like not that I'm like throwing the word around. Cause no, I'm not because I don't. I don't think that's appropriate for me yeah. to do even then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't. But I you mean, know, I have a sign in my front yard that says that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that was just offensive. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. that was just your idea. Yeah, nothing to do with the film. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was just offensive. Just but I think I honestly I didn't really think about it. Frankly, when no. I thought about like I because he if you just look at the the span of movies that he wrote and direct you know Reservoir Dogs, True Romance, Pulp Fiction, Natural Born Killers. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, That's crazy. From Dusk Till Dawn, which is one of my favorite. I still love it. Yeah. One of my favorite vampire movies ever. Because people yeah. are like, no, it's a great crime movie that goes off the rails. I'm like, no, it's a great vampire movie with a great setup. I still love it. It's a great movie. Never seen it. Dusk Till Dawn? It's awesome. got the Clune, right? It's got the Clune. It's got Tarantino. It's got uh, a kid Juliet, I went to high school with. Juliet. Ernest. Wait, Ernest? Ernest? A little Asian, Asian kid. kid yeah. yeah. Uh, Juliet, Juliet, Juliet Lewis. Okay. Car- Harvey Keitel. Yeah. Selma Hayek, Danny Trejo, Cheech Marin. Like, so there's like every- dragons, though, right? No, it's no, vampires. What, of. It, it, what they did is he made a movie that you, if you didn't know anything about it, which he tried to hide, yeah. it's Pulp Fiction for the first 30 minutes. Got it. And then out of uh, nowhere, it yeah, becomes a fucking vampire yeah, movie. Yeah, it's a crime really? movie. It's, like it's like a heist movie. Uh, yeah. All right, out of it. nowhere, it becomes a different movie. The craziest, yeah. like, they're going to cool. go to El Rey. And like, it's a whole thing. It's yeah. whole thing. It holds up. Yeah it's, oh. yeah, it's really cool. I think it's great. I think a lot of the stuff they've done after that, like all the stuff doesn't really make a lot of sense. Frankly. Yeah, I just, I just uh, tomorrow, well, I guess I don't know when this comes out. I guess last week now, uh, I wrote uh, an article for Rolling Stone okay. about Robert Rodriguez's wrestling federation called Lucha Underground for El Rey Network, which is a network he owns. Yep. And it's kind of from dust till dawn wrestling. Really? Yeah, is that- I, I would recommend watching it if you it's love funny, from I always dust wanted till dawn. To make, I always wanted to make a restaurant in Vegas. Mm-hmm. 
based on that restaurant, based on that bar. Oh, the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought that'd be really funny. Like, yeah. make it look exactly like that. It's oh. kind of that. You, you should watch it if you can. The okay. El Ray Network, Lucha Underground. Where it's, is it's the El Ray? Like, it, is it on cable? Like yeah, a box? it's a cable. Yeah, they own it. It's, it's, it's I have it on, on uh, Time Warner. It's just oh, a I'll channel. Look, I don't yeah. TV, so I'll look it up. Okay. Right. No, it's a wrestling. Is that, do they, they film it? Do they, yes. have, they have that here? Because, right? In LA? The one you're thinking you're of, thinking of Lucha, maybe Lucha Blavoom or whatever, which is a comedian thing. And that's like, every comics are always like once a month. Johnson, every two months or yeah, whatever there's a lot of our friends do yeah. it yeah, yeah. this is different this is a very wrestling centered lucha okay. program with a lot of names you might recognize and people you might recognize but it is a you Ray know, Mysterio uh, funny enough he was backstage yeah, uh, the was. day I went uh, he has not signed there yet Ray Mysterio Jr. he's not signed there yet no. but uh, it looks Lisa like Lenny Poffo no he uh, uh, Randy Savage's brother not there uh, but uh, yeah it was it was, it was was a cool thing and uh, it's very hard to come up, uh, to be competition for WWE yeah. so they're trying their hardest and uh, last week when this airs will have been their season finale and they haven't heard if they're up for a uh, second season wow. well good luck we'll it's cool it we'll look it's it very fun, yeah. check out that article hey so uh, we're gonna go to our last category yes which is our favorite black and white TV show. This has to be universal it's amongst all be. of us. It's really? I guarantee you mine will be oh, different than yours. What is yours? I'm curious. I think, cause right. I think we grew up in, all of us grew up in very different places yeah, yeah, right. with very different backgrounds. I still watch this show every, all the time. On Netflix. It's on Netflix. It is. If we're thinking of the same it has one, to probably be. Both. It has it has to be. Twilight Zone. Yes. It's, yes. The, great, it's, it's the greatest it black be. and white TV show of all Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Yeah. Twilight there's Zone. No, there's no debate. There's no debate. Yeah. Maybe Hitchcock presents. I mean, and that's just Twilight Zone again. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Different. I I grew up in a different place with a different like what, what, honeymooners. No. Honeymooners. What is Dick Van Dyke show? No. What I is grew it? up in Kentucky. I grew up in Mr. South- Ed. No. Bewitched. Just keep going. I guess. What no. is it? I can't. Green Acres. Did you say I love it's like Lucy? The most popular, I love Lucy. It was like it's on every. It's literally on five times a day. Dick Van Dyke show. I love else. Lucy. It's not, I love Lucy. Nope. It's not the Honeymooners. Not leaving to not Beaver. It's not Mr. Ed. Nope. Not, it's not leaving to Beaver. With um, the greatest, Dennis the Menace. No, no. He had the greatest comedian. It's not my three sons. Greatest Andy comedian. Griffith? Yes. Oh, okay. Andy Griffith. Good one. Uh, Barney Five. Don yeah. Knotts is one of the funniest. It's great. Like, it's great. Set, co-stars I in know. the history of television. Here in LA, it was on KTTV on weekends, and uh, I would watch it growing up, and I, I connected with it, but, uh, I mean, Twilight Zone is still... I now, what's, your favorite, what's your favorite Twilight Zone? Well, I mean, it's the same as everyone. It's it's Time Enough at Last. Time Enough at Last. It's the same for everyone, but but uh, one that I love that's Dude, not... To Serve Man is a good one, too. To Serve Man as well, yeah. I mean, I'm, outside of the, like... Eye of the I Beholder? Ma- Maple Street, Eye of the Beholder. Uh, the, uh, I, there's all, they're all good. I mean, yeah. they all have something. So yeah, so that was my favorite show. That's a good show. Well, I agree with We're you. We're going to steal it now and talk more about it. It's very good. Wow, it's What's a great your, okay, okay. I actually, love, I actually, okay. it's, it's a, a different show? thing. Like I grew up totally in this different. Short, totally, totally different. different. What's your favorite Andy Griffith show? I uh, there, there's so many. I mean, they're all the same. They're not. They're not no? all the same. All right. No. All right. no Someone no. gets in trouble and then. Well, that's that's every show. <laughs> yes, back then especially. That's every show. Yeah, Lucy, yeah. if you said Lucy's I love Lucy, the same. Lucy's show is the same exact trope over same every. Yeah, she Lucy gets herself gets in, in trouble. She gets in trouble. Yeah. She has to get her off, and and uh, you yeah. know Ricky has to like I, uh, say it's okay. I just wrote a show on VH1 called Candidly Nicole. It's with Nicole Richie, and when we started running out of ideas, we legit printed out I Love Lucy scripts scripts and just went. What was the problem? What did she do? Like, because uh, Nicole it's has all, a similar thing, yeah. and so we were very much like, you know, they're the same things it's that just, happened today. Yeah, it's, it's no it, different. That's why that show it show holds up. Yeah, it's, it's still the, funny. My favorite. So I'll tell you this: my favorite episodes were whenever uh, the darlings 
were on the show. And the Darlings were the big family that drove around in a big, like, Beverly Hillbillies truck. Yeah. And they were, they were a band. That was black and they white, were, too, for a minute. Yep. Beverly, Beverly Hillbillies, yeah. They were a band. They were called the Darlings. And they had a whole family of dudes. The grandpa played the jug and the I daughter sang. I don't think sang. I ever saw it. Watching one that just has the Darlings in it, it's funny. Yeah. And All then right. the Ernest T. Bass. It had just great, really ridiculous, funny characters mm-hmm. that you could go, I, but I know a guy, because I grew up in a really small sure, town. So yeah, I, like, yeah. I kind of know a guy like that. Right. You know what I mean? Like, there was a guy named Ernest T. Bass. <laughs> we had a guy in my neighborhood called uh, uh, Elmer High Step Borders. Like, we had sure. characters like that in my neighborhood, like the guys I knew. Yeah. So, I think that's why I let, And I thought, it just, again, I think part of it when I was growing as a kid, you were, I, I, I love, you know, sci-fi and all that kind of stuff. But Andy Griffith to me was always like, it's a comfort show. It kind of yeah. was. Yeah, like, it's a total Aunt, comfort like show. Aunt B, you're like, Aunt B shows all that love. And yeah. even though when Andy gets mad at his son or whoever, he has a lot of grace and patience with people. Yeah. And I think that's something that even now you see in like TV shows when people have like – because when you think, man, screw that guy. I'm just going to – stop. Be done. I can't even, you can't even do it. Yeah, did, they, did they have the marathons? Were Twilight Zone marathons everywhere for holidays? I, I know they are now, oh, yeah, but were they, they when you were kids? I remember it this, vaguely. This thing is on nine times a day. Which one? Andy Andy Griffith? Griffith? Griffith. Oh, yeah. Right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I on can, still. I can turn it on right now somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, that's not on Netflix. It's one of the, other, it's uh, one of the shows that – it got – and they, I will say this. It lost – when they started getting into like season six and seven, mm-hmm. it started – Well, they, how many seasons did it go? They did seven – they did eight seasons. That's a lot because nowadays you From look 68. at like shows you thought were on forever yeah. and they weren't on forever. You're like, oh, that was only on for three seasons? That's weird. You just well, – Yeah, they did eight even, seasons. That's a and lot. they did 20, like 24 uh, seasons. Per season, yeah. That's a lot. Well, and you look oh, at no, back sorry, then too. Oh, no, sorry. They did like, 20 uh, – Andy Griffith season five? Yeah. 30. Jesus. Well, I mean, there you go. Workhorses. All Thirty episodes the season. Thirty episodes oh. a season. Well, I mean, well, there's only also, three channels all, on at the yeah. time, so and it's all the same story. But Don Knotts was my man, though. Don Knotts was Dude, good. Don Knotts He's is one so of the great. funniest guys yeah. in television history. Don Knotts was great. He's great. I miss him. His Three's Company run. He was one of the guys. I, he moment. was one. He's show. one of the ones. I'm like, I wish I could have met that guy. Yeah, he's so he good. was so. His timing so was perfect. Yeah, he's the best. He was the best. So anyway, Andy. Yeah, nip it. You got to nip it in the bud. Yeah, I heard he was a real hornball too. Really? No, I'm kidding. I made that up. <laughs> but that would be amazing if he was. Yeah, if he yeah, just yeah. dogging chicks. Yeah, he's like, just like, like banging crazy. everywhere. He's, he's like, it's me, have... Don Nuts. What's up? <laughs> Get up on these Don Nuts. And then uh, just walks out. He just walks into clubs and just yeah. starts it's making me, it It's me, Don Nuts. Motherfuckers. <laughs> we need to take some uh, video of Don Nuts doing something and just putting him in a thing. Like You know, he should be bigger. He sh- we should still That's... be, we should be celebrating him. I know he's dead. But we should be celebrating him in a Betty White who is alive way. We should be being like, you know who was great? Don Nuts. And then celebrate him. I just think of, I just think of like, I think he's one of the best. I just think of like a ludicrous rapper named like Juan Nuts. Don, Don Nuts would Don, just be a Don good Nuts. name. Just a good name magic, altogether. Magic Juan Nuts. Yeah. Magic Don, Don Nuts. Don Nuts. I mean, he was Don big Don in my childhood, man. He was, was huge. huge. Yeah, big deal. He was on everything, you know, and even, yeah. you know, he even did some of those movies, you know. Oh, like, yeah, that Incredible Mr. Limpet. Limpet was him like, and then, well, he did a couple uh, others, right? Uh, t- so. Oh, yeah. Him and Don, him and uh, Tim Conway did the, the like, Dwarf? No, no. <laughs> yes, everyone did Dorf. I mean, something that something detectives or like he the him and they did a movie where they were like like super scared of like yeah. having to go into this haunted house or whatever, but anyway. Oh, the that, that is amazing. What that's, that is uh, uh what's what that is movie that? called? Fuck. It's Don Knotts and uh, The Tim Ghost Con- and Mr. Chicken. Yeah, yes. Uh which Mr. I love. Moore or what? He no, was, that was a show. He was also yeah. there's another one that I re- Oh, The Reluctant Astronaut I also really liked growing up. Um but yeah, I mean he also did a lot of bullshit. But Limpet, Ghost to Mr. Chicken, I really liked. I never saw The Shakiest Gun in the West, which people really like too, but I've never saw that. Um, but yeah, real sex symbol, that Don Knotts. <laughs> 
His name was Jesse in real life. What a bum out. Really? Yeah, Jesse Donald Knotts. Okay, so he went by his middle name. Yeah. He died in uh, 06. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. 81. Jensen, thanks yes. so much for being here today. Oh, thanks for yeah, having me. Really yeah. appreciate it. Uh, uh, real quick run through. What do you got? Do a, do some quick uh, do uh, some on Twitter. I'm at Jensen Clan eighty eight. That's with a C. Uh, I'm not racist. And uh, <laughs> I, I wrote the whole season of Candle Nicole, which is on VH1 uh, right now, and you'll see me pop up every once in a while. And uh, yeah, I have a podcast here on this network called Get Up on This, and uh, we tell you about things. Uh, that are about to break into the mainstream, and uh, we've been very lucky on picking some big stuff, so we have a good track record. Awesome, man. Well, mm-hmm. thanks for being on the show. Oh, thank, thank you, guys. Uh, check out his stuff, and we will see you guys next week. Bye. Oh, and don't forget to watch Geeks Who Drink this week, guys. It's going to be a really fun episode. Thursday nights, 11 o'clock on Sci-Fi, 10 Central. See you later. What are we doing this for? It's a promo to promote your show. What are you talking about? Why do I still have to do press for this A lot of people don't know about it. Who doesn't know about it? Well. Barack Obama? What are you, too busy leading the free world? Get on board. Just explain what your name is and tell the premise of the show, okay? You're a senior at Marina Del Rey High School. I got areolas as big as dinner plates and I use shirt on. I'm promoting the show. Are you ready to tune in to these, Earwolf? You know this is only audio. What? Right? No one can see you. I thought there was a reality show that's been following me Guys, secretly. Marissa here is a, a young woman with a lot of spirit, and she's the host of a new podcast called Womp It Up. She interviews her fellow teachers and students and people from the Marina Del Rey community. And my partner in crime, Listler DJs, a bunch of songs you don't want to hear and answers your love questions. I got a lot of followers on my Listler Spotify playlist. So yeah, why so don't you check this out? Listen up. You should try out for Cirque du Soleil. I go to the circus often because it's... You feel it. Are home. you kidding me? I love the circus. I love it. We should go. Because I can't go to movies. To so it's one, it's one of the yeah, entertainment make seasick. experiences. Yeah, it makes them seasick. Motion sick, yeah. yeah. Seasick is reserved for people on boats trying to flee. From a past. We tried to go see the new Nicholas Sparks movie. The best part of me. I threw up right away. Open the credits. Oh, So listen to Wop It Up at Earwolf.com or your favorite podcast app. Or you could listen to these mamma jammas. Put them away. Flap, flap, flap. Sound Sound effects for your breasts. The sound of my boobs flapping in the wind. Turn around. Hop. Pop. Wolf Pop is part of Midroll Media, executive produced by Adam Sachs, Matt Gorley, and Paul Shear.